Welcome, everybody, to episode 37 of Halfway to Heroes. Barry, kick Man. us off. What's up? What happened in 36? What up, Barry? Just a second. Yeah, get a, get that Mountain Dew, dude. <sighs> Fuck yeah. Just so, like the 90s. We did some surge. I, oh, man. Remember when they brought that back for a minute and then now it's gone again? You know what I had today off the food truck? What's that? Squirt. And it was fucking delicious. I forgot how good it was. Why would they name something Squirt? <laughs> I, know, I don't know. Terrible. I don't think it did. I think Johnny's bullshitting us right now. <laughs> no, I never heard thing. of that. It's, it's, like a, it's like a lemon citrus drink, but it's, dude, Squirt, a freshly made burrito, fucking amazing. <laughs> squirt. <laughs> it just sounds so dirty. <laughs> oh, shit, dude. That's fucking funny. Uh, so, anyways, we had... <laughs> What did we do? We were in the gymnasium. This was afterwards. We had the big dance party with the genie, and he went back away in the bottle. And then uh, we had a talk with with uh, Wake about that we were going to you know, go look for the staff. I kind of got all that info out there. Merlin filled us in on what Tiana told him about everything, how he was the grandson, and he left in the staff somewhere, but nobody in the family knew except that it was in Skylight Woods. Yep. I think. Skyline Woods. Skyline Woods. Next to Gold Star Forest. (laughs) So we all made a plan that we were going to go do that. You know, we were going to go search for the staff because we needed to find the Mind Flayer brain, the main deal, or it could show us where the last one is. And then we didn't know how we were going to do it, but, you know, I got this bright idea in the middle of the night during my power down mode. And I woke Ubo up, and we spent, like, I don't even know, like 10, 11 hours all night long refiguring or reconfiguring his data jack mohawk that he had on his head to where it now tracks uh, Illithid Tech, any nearby Illithid Tech, except for my body, Merlin's monocle. Uh, there were some other things, too. Ubo's mohawk. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't find his own mohawk. And I think there was something else. But anything close by that we already know is established. It doesn't get attracted to that. So we woke up. We presented this to Merlin and Clyde and told them what the deal was. We went and showed it to Wake at the like the lunch hall thing. Oh, wait a minute. Dude, I'm missing a huge part. Yeah. Huge part. <laughs> we found out who was stealing the doorknobs and the chairs and the food. And we went on a big, huge chase down this big, curvy hallway. I gained the lead. Did a half gainer over the stair rail, followed him down the hallway, caught him as he was going out the door, and we noticed it was Rux that we forgot about, who's been there the whole entire time. And because we forgot about forgot. him, he was so lonely that he was living in the sewers, <laughs> trading rats for chairs and doorknobs and stuff or something like that. No, he would trade them a doorknob, and then he would eat the rat. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How lonely do you have to be? I still feel like the biggest prick in the world. This makes me feel worse. That, that moment, killing that poor old man. Yeah, the killing Othalo or whatever the hell his name. I can't even remember his name now, so apparently I don't feel that bad. But I feel worse about Rux than I do that moment right there. And I didn't even kill him. I just stopped him from stealing shit. So we decided to pay him some gold. Then he tried to steal my ring. I remember that. And I was going to cut his hand off, but... Somebody stopped him. I think who caught him? Ubo. 
It was Igbo. Yeah, he stopped him. Good looking, Igbo. I just got that ring, too. I would have been mad. But, yeah, so he stopped him from doing that. We gave him some money, sent him on his way. He was going to go back home to his little island and be back, you know, happy again <laughs> instead of being all depressed, eating rats in the sewer. And then we just we decided we're going to go to the woods, and that's 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 the plan is. You know, we're Not from up. my boys. Not for my boys. Um, it, yeah, it ended with uh, you all eating some Uncle Herschel breakfast at school. And it was going to be you four plus Tiana going and tracking down this staff. Uh, the Funky Four, Wake, and Jerundu, and Klug were going to stay back at the school and try to just, you know, make sure nobody gets into the vaults and nobody, you know, nothing, uh, any, anything else like goes missing from the school or anything like that. So. I mean, after filling up on breakfast, I say we start this journey off and start episode 37 off with you all heading up north towards Flanderdash and towards the Skylight Woods, if that's okay with you all. Let's do it. Let's get right into it. Let's do it. The time, again, uh, timelines and distances are a little fuzzy in this campaign, um, but I do think to get to the Skylight woods um i don't think it's a full day i think it's like hours so we can say that you all could start walking up on the path the most uh well-maintained and well-traveled road in modris really it connects all the way from north to south so it's a pretty uneventful journey up north and while the sun's like just about to start setting is when you all uh, make it to the skylight woods. And I guess you all are following your uh, dousing Mohawk compass thing. Oh yeah. That uh, all created, or I guess Ubo created it really, but all kind of sparked. It was the idea. a team effort. Yeah. We both worked on it. Okay. We both you got came the up point with the idea and Ubo's. The I'll one give that. it to you. I held the tools and handed him what he needed. That's right. That's Maybe. right. Yeah. So who who is holding this uh, dousing rod? I thought it was on top of Ubo's head. Like we just put the mohawk back or mohawk back on. And it what? Was it's like, like a compass, right? You hold it in your hand. Yeah, I thought it was just like tied to his mohawk. We just like reinstalled <laughs> it, so it was just like. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> I mean, it's up to Ubo. He made. Well, we it, hand so. we handed it to people. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, that's quick niece of turtle is playing with it. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll fucking take point. I'm standing ahead. I got it in my hand. Okay. Um, yeah, that's gonna really kind of change the whole, uh, dynamic of <laughs> this woods adventure I had in my mind. Your, your dousing compass is pointing to the west. So the, uh, this pathway that you're taking cuts from south to north, uh, and it cuts the skylight woods into east and west, and the dousing rod is pointing directly to the west half of the woods. Entering into the woods, it's leading deeper and deeper into the woods, and it starts to... The sun's setting now at this point, and really it's getting so dark and the woods are so thick that... It's actually getting hard to like even like see this dousing compass and track more. And Tiana eventually says around like ten, eleven o'clock at night, 
Maybe we should just camp out for the night. I can I can put up a, a, a Lehman's tiny hut. We can uh, maybe have a campfire, and in the morning we should be able to go a little bit further and uh, hopefully find it in a couple hours. All right. I'm down for that. That sounds good. Yeah, I, I suppose so. That sounds pretty derp. All right, so it's good. It's going to take me 10 minutes to make this hut. So you all, if you want to get the fire set up or, you know, start, start some food, maybe start some food. And she goes and starts to, it's a ritual. So it's a 10 minute casting spell for uh, the little hut she's making. I want to go hunting. I'm going to collect some poison ivy to make some shakes. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I just gathered a bunch of, of sticks and, you know, dead limbs and stuff like that, and then pulled out my sword, and you just hear hot tamale, and then the fire starts going. <laughs> I t- I touch it to the wood. Game over. Got a fire. I actually going. forgot about that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> I was just looking up tiny hut, and nine medium sized creatures or smaller can fit inside this. So everybody kid can indeed uh, sleep in here. And uh, are me and Clyde medium? Uh, yes, you are both medium. Are we medium? <laughs> I mean, he's a Goliath, and I'm like a seven foot tall big robot. So I just want to make sure. Yeah, yeah, you guys will all be able to actually fit in this thing. So I guess it's not really a tiny hut. It's actually probably more of a roomy hut. Uh, but I just wanted to let you all know that we will have sleeping arrangements. But uh, Clyde, it sounds like you had something you wanted to do. I was going to go uh, hunt some food. Okay, uh, roll me a survival check real quick, and we'll see oh, if you get any uh, any game, or if you all are going to be eating rations and uh, leftovers of Uncle Herschel's breakfast tonight. Poison ivy shakes. <laughs> Poison ivy shakes, if anyone wants to partake in that. Do you have a blender in your shell or something? Did he say that last time, like a little pop-out? He's got a coffee pot. Coffee. I know I have well, a coffee. He only pot. has I don't one think I have a blender. Can we say? I'll just say yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. 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 The, the canon was like that. I only had one. Yeah. Johnny's right. Like you could only so I have a plus one? three. So no, I'll have to do it by hand. So it's going to be thick <laughs> with two C's. So, uh, so eighteen. Yeah, the scene is uh, Altrex is gathering firewood, piling it up, and just lights his sword and uh, lights the fire. Uh, you see Ubo uh, going to a bunch of different bases of trees and picking uh, various uh, poison ivy leaves. Uh, Clyde, you don't, you all don't see Clyde for like a half hour or so, and then he comes back with just two <laughs> big bucks, one over each shoulder. <laughs> like, there's no way you all could eat that much meat in one night. It's definitely, I don't, I don't know what overkill. <laughs> yeah, with that 18, uh, Clyde found two really good sized bucks. So what's Merlin doing while everybody else is setting up camp? Ah, uh, he grabbed like a few sticks and then passed out by the fire. Didn't even <laughs> wait for the hut. <laughs> Fucking old man. A quick nap. Quick nap. <laughs> So uh, eventually, uh, Tiana does get the hut popped up. It's just this from the outside. It's is it opaque that you can't see through? I believe. Yeah, it's opaque, just pink and purples. Uh, so nobody can see into the hut, but it's big enough, obviously, that you all would know that you guys could sleep in there. But after she pops it up, she comes over to the fire 
And uh, while Clyde is kind of like preparing the deer, she just sits down on a log next to it and pokes and kicks Merlin awake. <laughs> Because she hasn't seen Merlin Ouch. in so long, you know, she wants to get some quality time with with the uh, the team. You up? Ah, uh, what was that for? We, you haven't seen me in like thirty years, twenty years, I'm whatever s- it is. I'm sleepy. Let me sleep a little bit. You, s- you barely talk the entire walk. Come on, come hang out with us. Eat some deer. I mean, for the record, he sleeps a lot. I know, but he can spend he can spend thirty minutes hanging out with us. For there, is, there was one time we had to tie him to his horse and drag <laughs> the horse with us, so we could make sure he followed along with us because he fell asleep. He was so tired. I'm sure that know, went good. I don't know how many people could sleep on a moving horse, but he pulled it off. Was there any like problems? Like, did anything like attack the horse or anything? You know, I honestly don't remember. We've been through so much crazy Something shit. did, and he was tied to a horse during the whole fight. <laughs> what was that? I can't remember what it was. It wasn't when we were fighting those skeletons, was it? On the way to... Uh, no. Fuck, I can't remember. I can't either off the top of my head. I wanted her to hear the story, and I can't remember what it was. Wait a minute. It was... We had just got done doing something, and he was exhausted. He was, like, super tired, and he couldn't stay awake, so... And we wanted to go instead of camping, so we just tied him to Steve. And then we just drug Steve along with us. I think we actually, like, rolled to see if it would wake me up or not. (laughs) God, I cannot I really think it was the skeletons. It might have been. Because all kinds of... Remember, I threw my sword and missed and lost my sword, and he was asleep. And like a bunch <laughs> of crazy shit was yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> what other? Uh, do you all have any? I mean, he's he's half asleep now. Do you guys have any other embarrassing stories about him that you could tell? Hey, I'm awake now. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay, Merlin, we'll pipe down. I want to hear some stories about you. Like freshman year, sophomore year, when he was you know growing into the whole adventurer thing. Well, I'll tell you this much. Also, he is not a very good liar when it comes down to it. Wow. He tried to... He found this magic spell book inside of the library at school. And he was supposed to just, you know, steal it. Or you would think he would just take it. But he went up and asked the librarian for permission to steal it. <laughs> and I made it... Look, didn't it look like a blank book to her? Like she couldn't see nothing in it, only he could see what was on it. It had his name on it. Yeah, it had his name on it. I mean, it was addressed to him, but he asked for permission to take it. So He's a super polite guy when it comes down to it, but doesn't uh, doesn't do bad things too often. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, <laughs> growing, that sounds exactly like Merlin. He could never... He used to try... Sometimes when he was just learning how to do haircuts, he would... Uh, ex- I would let him experiment on my hair and uh, try different things out. And he would know if he fucked up, and he would not. And when I would ask him his honest opinion how it looked, there is no way he could tell me if it looked if it looked good when it really looked bad. He just you know, Rob, he's never been able to. Because he used to practice on horses. <laughs> I, he always gave me horse haircuts, and I knew that's why I try to let him practice on me every once in a while because I thought he needed a different canvas other than horses. 
So I knew I knew eventually one day he was gonna go out in the wild and like start to like give people haircuts. And it's just all gonna be horse haircuts. Like a mane going down their head, like a like a dirty mohawk. The horse bowl cut. <laughs> oh man. There's plenty of good stories though. You know, we had a big wrestling match one time in order to get one of the orbs back that we lost. You know, to get you back. Uh, and he self-sacrificed himself to knock this guy out of the ring and actually managed to land on him and stay in. And that was pretty acrobatic and cool. You would love that if you got to see that. Those really skinny cool. legs were in a wrestling match. He did it. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he literally dove out of the ring with this dude and landed on him and stayed in. What, awesome. what was what was he like? What was he like wearing? Like what kind of like uh, what wrestling match? We were or wrestling outfit. You you don't want to know what we were wearing. So we were wearing g strings. Oh, please tell me somebody got a sketch. Or <laughs> I mean, I believe there's something somewhere. We might even still have the g string gun. We might be able to come up with one for you. You can. I see. definitely have mine. Clyde <laughs> <laughs> still got his. Um, Merlin, I feel like we've got so much catching up to do. I cannot wait till this is all over and we can just sit down and just take a couple hours. Also, um, I mean, I don't know if you heard, but your hometown of Mirand is destroyed for the most part. A lot of people were almost killed and, you know, we helped save them. That's where we found Jeremy, who was pretending to be a little kid the whole time. After we found out what they were doing, they were trying to turn people into skeletons to figure out how to raise the dead back up. I don't I don't really remember the whole details there, but yeah, I don't know if you've been to Mirren for a while since you've been back or heard about it, but it's pretty much getting back to normal now. So instead of telling me about my hometown being wiped out while I was gone, you all told me about my brother in a G-string wrestling. I'm a little scattered about it. I mean, I yeah, I asked about it thinking that I was caught up on current events. I haven't heard about Mirror End yet. I mean, we saved it for the most part. Some people died. But uh, do you remember? Some people died and was brought back. That shouldn't have been brought back <laughs> as zombies and skeletons. Do you remember Naomi? Oh, little Naomi. Oh, she wasn't little. She was she was full grown, and her wife died, and she was trying to figure out how to resurrect her. So she was experimenting on all of the residents of Miran under the ground. It was pretty crazy. Well, I mean, honestly, I I don't reckon I know a lot of people from Muran that are would still be alive, other than you know the kids that I grew up with, Merlin and Naomi. So, yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, I don't know. Does anybody else have anything? Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of stuff. No, nothing embarrassing I can think of. Have the like you've been old as long as we've known you, right? <laughs> like in, yeah. in the, okay, oh yeah. Even like through school, it's weird talking about you being a freshman and you're still like this old Gary Bushini. I was an old <laughs> freshman. Yeah. What's up, fellow kids? 
Uh, there was that one time he fell asleep in the laundry cart at school, and no one could find what? him for about like eight hours. What? <laughs> Merlin. Merlin. Merlin Rose. What? I don't remember. I don't remember that. I mean, I'm full of them. It just takes me a while to come up with them. So you know, there'll be there'll what? be more I'll come up with. Were you doing laundry and then looked over and saw the cart and thought, "Yeah, that looks comfy," or what? Well, I don't remember that. I don't know what he's talking about. We got exhausted walking up a couple staircases <laughs> to our next class. And There's like 10 staircases, I think. He was just gone. Per class? Turned around. He was nowhere to be found. I wasn't going to be late, so I just left. <laughs> he had to take a short rest. I got a funny one about ultras. <laughs> okay, you know what? I, you just lay it out. I, I'm, I'm just all ears at this moment. There's one no time, shame in my game. During the fucking... Talent show, he uh, ran out of batteries. <laughs> what, was his, what was his talent that he was doing when he, he was dancing? That's what his robot dancing. I forgot all he, about that. <laughs> was he like in the middle of doing the robot and then powered down and actually looked like he was? I fell off the stage. Okay, well that makes it way worse. You ever seen why you know Klug limping around a little bit? Uh-huh. I, landed on, I landed on his leg. That's what happened to his foot? Never never fully healed up. He was so embarrassed that I doubled his battery after that. Oh. I've got Porta chargers now that I bring around with me everywhere just to make sure. That explains the butt. Bing, yeah, that's bing. where they are. They're in his butt. <laughs> well, now I feel I'm obviously Ubo and Clyde have to have some embarrassing stories too. I, I got nothing. They got we nothing. Can't hold, we can't hold out now. I'm a stud. There's got to be something. I'm, t- I'm thinking. Uh, nothing that I can think of. Well, Clyde, you can help us think of something for Ubo. Hey, you got Clyde. Nothing, do you remember that one time? <laughs> do you remember the one time you got super wasted drinking all that beer and you tried to make out with Headmaster Wake? <laughs> what? I never heard about that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you guys were there. I saw it happen. And I think that's, you know, oh, this is why they. My God. That's why they don't get along too much because she turned him down. You think I was wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I've always I've always felt some kind of sexual tension be- between Clyde and yeah, Master Wake, to be honest. She, she said it wouldn't be professional, you know, so. Cold shoulder. I mean, I witnessed it, but, you know. You got friend zoned. I, I think I remember that same night, and uh, Clyde actually peed into Ubo's uh, coffee pot and... <laughs> Uba. What? Uba. Yeah, Uba, you drank it the next day, but I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> Why didn't you say anything? I don't, I didn't know what to say. Maybe you didn't want Uba to be angry at his his doormate, Clyde? Yeah, but you should be like, hey, whoa. I would never do anything Stop. like that to you guys. Ever. There's pee in that. <laughs> But it was coffee flavored. They put the coffee <laughs> in it too. Evil. I think I opened. Evil. I think I opened up a can of worms that I didn't really expect. Uh. Uh, at this point, the I mean, you guys have been hanging out around this fire for uh, a while now, just kind of trading these stories, and it's burning down to mostly just embers at this point. Merlin, you're probably. Pretty tired. I know that Altrex and Ubo <laughs> are definitely tired. Yeah, I could definitely use a few hours. Yeah, she says, all right, maybe we should uh, 
we should tuck in for the night and uh, wake up bright and early and find this damn staff finally. All right, I'm gonna go power down. So inside the hut, um, it's just like a it's a, a dirt floor. I don't, I mean, I don't know. You guys all have bags, and I'm sure you probably have like adventuring kits or something, whatever the Dungeon Dragon shit is. Little blankies. Uh So you guys probably have like bed rolls in those and stuff. Uh, Tiana has one. Um, so she rolls out a bedroll, and this, it's a pretty roomy, 10 foot by 10 foot, well, it's a, it's a dome, but, you know, it's, obviously it's big enough for nine people to sleep, so it's, it's roomy enough for you five to each get your own little, uh, section of it, grill out a bed mat. Yeah, looking out, like laying down on your back, and looking up, you can see just through the trees. You're in a little bit of a clearing, so there's a little bit of a gap between the tree leaves above your heads. And it just, I mean, you guys could see just this bright night sky, uh, you know, it's a full moon, bright stars, because you can see outside of the hut, but nobody can see into the hut. I mean, one by one, I think eventually just everybody starts to uh, fall asleep and start snoring. It's probably uh, Uba and Altrex up there very, very early and falling asleep with their one point of exhaustion, but... Uh, slowly but surely, everybody falls asleep, and then before you know it, you hear the uh, birds early in the morning open your eyes, and it's. I can't believe uh, you looking... gave us a long rest. I yes, believe... I can't believe you did. <laughs> long rest, everybody, especially you. Oh, I think everybody's probably capped out, but yes, everybody, go ahead and long rest. It's mostly for Uba and Altrex, really. And then uh, I don't like what's the breakfast sitch. I mean, you guys got these two big ass deer that. Clyde got for you that I guess I, what do you what do you make with deer Can you for make breakfast? Sausage out of that? Yeah. Deer sausage? Yeah, you could yeah, deer, deer sausage, summer sausage, yeah, breakfast yeah. sausage. Deer steaks. Deer steaks, deer chili, deer burgers. Oh, maybe we could say that with your 18 survival check, you got some deer eggs too, so you can have some deer eggs and sausage. Oh, yeah, deer eggs. <laughs> Deer in Modress lay eggs, so you found some <laughs> eggs too. Yeah, that to works. That works. So we have deer steak and eggs. Yes, I just wanted you to say steak and eggs. That sounds really <laughs> fucking good uh, right now. That does sound good. Wish I could actually eat. So after everybody has some breakfast, you all—I mean, all checks—you got your compass. Yeah, it's pointing um, uh, deeper to the west in these woods, northwest. Want to say it's like. You know, is this thing like dead set or is it like just kind of wavering? No, it's a, it's it's pretty solid. It's not really wavering much at all. All right, so I mean, we're we're on track. Let's let's head out and go find this thing. And I just take point, start leading. Everybody uh the fire's burned down. Tiana's hut has gone away. Everybody begins to follow all treks and a few hours into the woods uh, it's pr- really thick woods in this area. Uh, thick brush. There's a lot of thorns, so it's probably good that Altrex with his uh, metal body is leading the way. <laughs> kind of cleaner path for you all. Eventually, this compass leads you all to this clearing that's it's not massive at all. It's about the same size as the hut, really. About like a 10-foot, maybe 15-foot circumference clearing where all around it is really thick and heavy uh, bramble and trees and vines and overgrowth 
but the entire floor in this area is just smooth dirt. There's trees that are branching over it that are actually like completely covering out. You can't see the sky at all. Uh, it's, you know, it's mid morning. It's pretty early in the morning right now. And even so, there's no light filtering in through these trees, really. It just, these, it's not dark, but it's, you know, it's getting there. Right in the dead center of this clearing is flat dirt, but you can see kind of this like rough outline in the dirt about the size of a, uh, like burial casket. And then all that's at the dirt is sticking out of the ground. The sticks that have been fashioned together with some twine. And it's the sticks are standing up out of the dirt, making up what looks like the symbol of the Scrimmore Academy, the Scrimmore Staff. Well, if this was a snake, it would have done jumped up and bit us, guys. <laughs> I think we found it. Let's start digging. Did anyone bring a shovel? We got hands. I, I got 30 shovels in my shell. <laughs> <laughs> ding, 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 ding. The will start popping out. Bunch of class will shovels. I just dig like a dog. Yeah, so there's various methods. Uber probably does have at least a shovel or two. Um, I got 30. <laughs> okay, he does have 30. <laughs> exactly 30. They're, they're micro shovels. I don't see how that's going to break the campaign, so sure. <laughs> shovels. Oh, fuck. I forgot that the in-game boss has a weakness of shovels. Uh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> um, Perfect. So you all start digging, and it, you you all make really short work of it. Um, the size of this outline, it doesn't, it's not like a mound of dirt. It looks like it's like a freshly uh, dug grave, right? It's... This grave has apparently been here for, you know, dozens of years now. But even so, and you all knowing it's been here dozens of years, and to the best of your knowledge, nobody outside of the Scrimmore family, a.k.a. the Evergrim family, nobody's ever known where this is except for uh, Merlin's mom, which is weird that there's there's no kind of you know, plant growth in this clearing. It's just that solid dirt. But even even so, you can still see this distinct kind of outline where this coffin would be. And it looks larger than you would picture, uh, you know, you, you, you all, I don't know, you all may have been to a uh, burial before. This shape and size of this disturbed this section looks bigger than you would expect for just a casket and as you all are just digging into it you eventually Clyde you're actually the first one to hit into what seems like metal at first and then you clear away some of the dirt on top of it and you obviously especially you with your uh, blacksmithing background you can Definitely tell that this is lead. It's like a sheet of oh. lead that you just hit. We can melt it. <laughs> I mean, what is it, Clyde? What is is that? A, is that the casket? It's lead, man. 
It's just lead, like a like, like a, an like a chunk, a node of lead. Yep, just lead, real soft lead. <laughs> it's not soft. That's redemption. <laughs> I mean, is it is it in the shape of a casket, or is it just literally a block of you know lead? Knock on it, see if it's hollow. Does it feel flat? Like a cover. It is flat. Kick it. It might be the top of the casket. Yeah, you you kick it and it it doesn't seem like it's a like a cube of lead or anything. Um it's got a little bit of give in to it. I wanna start clearing around it. See where it ends. I'm gonna go help him. I'm gonna start digging it quicker. So you all start to clear uh, the rest of the top of this, and it fills the like the entire shape of this casket. And I mean, at this point, you know, it's been like an hour of you all clearing this dirt away. You guys are all sweaty, covered in dirt, and you get the whole top cleared. And you can see that the entire top is a sheet of lead. Can I try to pry it open with a crab or a crowbar? I'll just say, like, when you do that, when you, like, try to get the crowbar under the side of it and bend into it, it lifts up a little bit on that side. As if this isn't a, it's like a, uh, like a sheet draped over it, almost. Like, you can lift it up. It's like a lid, like a lead lid. Let's just lift this shit. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. it uh, you all would probably need to get like one on each because it is it is a pretty big slab of lead, even though it is just draped over. So, but with you all being like uh, you know one on each corner, maybe Tiana helping Merlin out. Um, I think Merlin, <laughs> I think I think Merlin's the Another weakest link. That's for calling me a useless robot. I got negative one strength. I think Merlin has the least strength out of everybody, if I'm not wrong. Uh, <laughs> negative one. Yes. Um, so uh, Tiana can kind of get the corner uh, next to Merlin, and uh, you all lift this up, kind of awkwardly scoot it over to the side and drop it down with a clank. And then you see what looks like a similar like underneath it like a like a russian nesting doll a sheet of stone under that i'm just gonna punch through it like break it up i'm just gonna break it up okay this will actually be an athletics check 22 damn it <laughs> uh, Hang on, yeah wait, you before i go to do this you, like is your grandpappy inside this like his remains or we should be. Like, I don't want to disturb anything. Well, like. Well, you should have said before you started punching the dang thing. I mean, it's already, I already cracked it. Let's just keep rolling with it. <laughs> yeah, you, you're like <laughs> punching into this stone while you're looking over to asking, like, is he in here? It, this is just stone at this point. So you are able to, with that 22 in your metal fist, break some chunks of the stone away. Kind of like concrete when it cracks. And then with it being smashed up, you guys are able to clear away some of the uh, the stone from the center of it. And as soon as you do, and you guys are all standing around the edge, like mo- lifting and moving this stone debris out of the, the way, you can see what is very clearly a uh, coffin. It's a, it's a casket, isn't it? A coffin's just for vampires, isn't it? 
No, coffins made a like a old rough looking thrown together kind of casket thing. Okay. Casket. Well, this looks yeah. nice. This looks very nice. It does not look like a vampire weird <laughs> shaped cat. It's like a, a very nice. Uh, it's actually still like a um, uh, dust. What's the word I'm looking for? Where it's like shiny wood, like polished wood. Polished wood. Yes, that's what I was thinking of. Can we get a check real quick? Like somebody poked their head up and kind of look around, and make sure they're not seeing anything. I just don't want to get like ambushed by a bunch of illithid while we're digging this thing up. Yeah, you guys can make some uh, perception checks. Ah, uh, I got a 10. Somebody else do it. 17. Did you add your... Oh, yeah, yeah, 17. Oh, Ubo with the nat 20. <laughs> I see everything. <laughs> yeah, Ubo, you, uh, you, you weren't helping a whole lot uh, remove all the stone debris while uh, Altrix was punching it and moving it around, so you're kind of keeping your eye on the, the woods, and you can't really see the sky, so you can't keep your eye on the sky, but you notice that other than the sound of Altrex's uh, metal fists hitting stone and Altrex and Clyde and Merlin and Tiana moving the stone debris off of this cat, uh, casket, it's very eerily silent in this area. You don't hear any animals. You don't hear, you know, any birds singing. There is no sound outside of what your friends are making clearing away this debris. I fucking told you. Ruffalt. I fucking told you. Yeah, that Something's weird here. No noise. You guys hear like, that? Silence? Like, like nothing? Nothing at all? Nothing. Does that usually mean like elephant or deer? I don't know. Is it like... It? I mean... Do, a- I the aliens. Because I remember... I mean, there was a bunch of noise when we were walking here. We heard sticks cracking and wind and all kinds of stuff. And now nothing... Hey, would a lantern of revealing show an illithid if he was invisible? Oh, I forgot you had a lantern of revealing. Yes, that shows everything that's invisible. Right, I'm gonna, oh, I'm that's gonna pull dope. that out. Look at that shit. Would you get that you, you've had that for a <laughs> I long got this, like, time. I got this like on my first episode or something like that. I, you know what? I think you tried also uh, when you and Clyde found the like crop circle type. Clearing. Yeah, we tried and to I, use it. Yeah, yeah, I think you tried to use it then too, but like it was just gone at that point. <laughs> I think I still got, I still have oil in it from that first time because I used it for like two <laughs> seconds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull that thing out and just shine it around. It's like dim light in here because even though you know that it's daylight out and there's just no sun coming down into this uh, clearing, uh, you pull out this lantern and it shines a little bit of light it's not like a bright ass lantern but uh with it being so dim in here it does light up a little bit so you're walking around and the uh, the lamp is just in this like directional pattern as you're kind of shining it around while the other three because uba is kind of like taking watch tiana merlin and clyde are clearing around the last pieces of stone and you're shining this light all around this clearing and you don't see anything here but the other three, as you finish clearing out the stones, you notice that on the top of this casket, there is a small like indentation, three inches deep, that is the perfect shape of the Scrimmore Academy logo. 
symbol. And that is because you can see very clearly the metal scrimmore staff that is taking up the entire six-foot-tall casket. Wow. Set in the middle of it. What is it? It's the staff. <laughs> <laughs> the staff The staff is, like, built. It's not built into it, but there's, like, a slot in the top of the casket that the staff is laying down into. Ah. Merlin, you do the honors. You pick that up. All right. Don't worry if I do. I'm going to walk over and grab it very slowly. Merlin, as soon as you grab this staff... Indiana Jones, I knew it. <laughs> when, Jer- when Jeremy did that mind blast to everybody earlier on, it wasn't super visible, but you just saw these like faint ripples coming from him. Remember, that you guys could tell that it was coming from Jeremy when he did that. When Merlin grabs that staff, it looks like those similar ripples that pulsate like a dome from the staff all the way out. It fills the entire clearing to the inch that the clearing is shaped to. Merlin and Tiana, uh, you you just feel like just like a, your clothes kind of rustle a little bit, and that's it. You other three all get shook and knocked back and fall prone on your backs and Ubo again you were in that what you thought initially all those all those weeks and months ago that dream you thought uh, where you were like above Modris you're back there again and now you actually have a little bit more freedom and you can kind of like look around and you see that you're in this stark white it looked like a room kind of but one of the walls is nothing but either glass or there's no wall at all and you're looking down at Modris and you are able to look over and you can look down and you can see that your body isn't your body it is this kind of like a control panel in the middle of this room Like you look like you're like a piece of like metal in this control panel but you see Jeremy standing there right next to you and looking out over these windows uh, you see Modris you see some stars all around and you see popping into existence, you see another one of those illithid ships with those long tendril, metal tendrils that are like coming off from it. First, it's a purple one comes in with like this big purple aura around it. And then to the right of the ship, you see another one come in, and this one's got this big red aura around it. And then uh, just above your view, you can see a blue aura. And then on the other side of Modris, you know, it's just like miles and miles, thousands and thousands of miles on the other side of Modris, you start to see in the horizon just these other ships start to get dotted. Just kind of pop in to view. And it's just this barrage of ships that are like surrounding the entire planet of Modris. All treks. 
you are back in that room that's just a plain black room with a table with a gear on it. Last time, remember, you had to kind of like tune in to like hear and understand what it was saying to you. It wasn't it like a coin or a disc or something like that. It was a cog, like a gear. Yeah, like a gear. Okay, yeah, I remember. And it took you a while to be able to hear anything you were saying. But this time, right away, it starts talking to you. And it says, All tracks. You have corrupted your path since last we met. I think it's waiting for you to respond. Oh, it's talking. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I think that is. That all it's <laughs> what? I'm, I've corrected my path? Corrupted, I think it said. Did it say corrected? Or? It said corrupted. Corrected. Oh, corrected. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm on the right track. Yes, ever since Barillo, you have since started to write your track. Who are you? Like, what What are you? I think you know who I am. I am indeed Onatar. I thought so. I thought so. I've been working really hard at it. Barillo was a, a moment of weakness, and it never should have happened. I felt terrible, terrible about it ever since. But what 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 path are we on? What are we? What am I supposed to do? I feel like there's a lot of stuff about to happen. We're just kind of winging it here. You're right. There is a lot of stuff about to happen, and you're going to have to make multiple choices, all tracks, and it's all going to come down to you making all of the correct choices. If you make one incorrect choice, Altrex, the fate of Modress and its people will cease to exist. Shit. Okay, do I hear... I don't hear that, do I? No, nobody hears that except Altrex. Oh, man. <laughs> how, how will I know? I mean, what are these moments... How do I know? You're, you're not going to know all tracks. It's going to be a split decision choices, every single one of them, and they're going to come like dominoes. They're going to come fast, and you're going to make the right ones every time. One wrong one, and it's going to be the fate of the Illithid versus the fate of the common folk. Well, I, 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 my faith is in you, Onatar. I know. I, I, I know I can do this. I don't want to let anybody down. Clyde. Yes. Clyde, you see that same vision as before, where you're in this snowy town. Now that you've been there, you can recognize this. This is Glassburn that you're walking these streets. Uh, it looks exactly like the last time you had this vision, but it's more clear. Last time, a lot of the details and little things were all fuzzy. Yeah. Now, without a doubt, when you walk into the shop, you see right there standing before you. Before, you saw like a... It just looked like you. 
Now you can see without a shadow of a doubt, it's actually your dad forging this uh, this breastplate in this big oh. fire. Um, and not only that, you know, he's got these green flames coming out of the forge. Uh, you see right there next to him this jar of Meta Knight. Um, and you can actually stick a big label on it this time. <laughs> you know exactly what it is. And there's nothing else next to it. Your dad turns to you and says, Oh, hi, Claude. You... Can you actually, can you talk to me in here? I'm going to slap his shoulder, see see if I can feel it. It it does not feel like you're dreaming. This feels like you're in some kind of, it doesn't make sense to you because, uh, you know, sometimes when you're dreaming and you can tell, like, there's no fucking way this is real. I mean, you know, your dad's not around. He's not solid anymore, at least. But yeah, you're able to grab his shoulder and really feel him and see the sweat on his brow as he's working and making this breastplate. Yeah, I could I could see you. And I could feel you. What 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 are you doing here, Clyde? This is like this is way you're a baby right now. What are you, you doing? You shouldn't be up here. I'm I'm helping the war. Making some shit. Well, I just poofed in here, man. I don't know. Well, go on. Well, don't just stand there. Come on. You grab, grab, grab the water again. Mm-hmm. Remember, you got to splash it on over here. You never taught me how to do it. I don't remember anything. Well, last time you were in this vision, you did this and it's steamy and you could see yourself. Remember all that? Yeah. It's going to be just like that again. All right. I'm going to chuck the water on it. So you chuck the water on it and you see the steam start to fill the room and last time as soon as the steam kind of went away you could see yourself stand staring into this breastplate and looking back at yourself and that's when you woke up this time uh roberto uh takes the tongs and he's got the breastplate and after you splash with water he goes over to the workbench and lays it down and uh he just takes his gloves off and it doesn't end this time so uh, how's it going? Uh, good. You know, uh, you should uh, instruct me on how to make that indestructible metal. You mean when the fire turns green? Yeah, I need to know how to do that. Well, you're shit out of luck, Clyde. I ain't even know how to do that. <laughs> okay. I know I throw this Mennonite on it, and sometimes it turns green and just kind of flakes out. Sometimes it turns green, just stays green, and that's when I gotta work real fast and try to make the fire, you know, make make the stuff real fast, uh, so that it makes the good the good good metal. Well, so I, I ain't got a clue. So it's just the metal, nothing else. Well, it's just sometimes the fire stays green, sometimes it ain't stay green. I I've never been able to figure out why. But it's just a chance. Is the quality of it all the same? Well, I can only forge stuff if the if it stays green. If it doesn't stay green, then, you know, while I'm forging like a sword or whatever, if the fire turns back orange and red and blue and yellow, by the time I forge it, it's just dang old regular sword. That's what my big sword pile is back there. <laughs> I keep trying and I throw the stuff on it and something like it just every once in a while. Is it is it just this one forge? 
Is this the only one you use? Have you tried this the is, other ones? This is my baby. This is where I made all Trex's butt. This is where I've <laughs> made my my two items that are the indestructible metal. I'm working on it. I'm trying to get it to be it'll stay, but gosh dang, I just can't figure it out. I wonder if it's just that one fucking forge. It's weird. Maybe it's just like a chance. We've of never gotten it being green flames. Or we we never got minute or whatever the hell it's called to be able to try it. Minute, I call uh, it Mimimim. Mim. Mim, Mim. We've never had any to try it. So, I mean, he's got a jar of it right there. Oh, look, I mean, look at this shit, Clyde. And he takes like a handful. It's a green powder, and he throws it in the forge, and the fire licks up this like bright green flames, but just within a second it's just back to the normal color but every once in a while I'll throw a little pinch on there and the dang flames will just stay green for hours I can forge like a, some cool things and I just I have I don't know why have you noticed any of the uh, certain moon phases when you're forging or a particular one. I ain't never noticed any kind of crescent or half moon or waxing or fool. Uh, where do you where do you get this stuff at? Oh man! Oh, you can buy this thing anywhere. It's like a silver big old jar of the thing. Can I have yours? I don't, Clyde. I can I can tell you right now this. This is like, uh, this happened years ago when you were a baby. So whenever you wake up from whatever magic's going on in your head, you're not going to be able to take this with you. But, um, I don't know any kind of like moon phases or anything, but. Was there a particular time? Yeah, I'm probably going to sound a little crazy, but every time I made a good, you know, the good metal, all checks his butt. I always had this weird feeling where I could see just out of the corner of my eye, I could see your granddaddy, Doug, just stand like I, every time like I'm focusing and this fire staying green, I'm trying to really concentrate. But at the corner of my eye, I could always see your granddaddy, Doug, just standing there watching over me. And I just I don't know. I always had this weird feeling. But anytime I ever try to tell anybody about it, you know, no, everyone thought I was just I don't know, seeing things. I, I trust you. Well, Clyde, you look like you're getting a little fuzzy around the edges there. Are you okay? You feeling okay? I feel just fine. I'm going to try to and steal the Clyde... plate before I disappear. <laughs> Clyde, <laughs> you sit up, uh, and you are in a Clyde-shaped indentation in the dirt. You hit the ground so hard from that uh, blast from the staff. And all checks and Ubo, you both uh, sit up and look, and you see Merlin just sitting there holding the Scrimmore staff in his hand. What the hell was that? Oh, man, I went up in the spaceship or something. I talked to Onatar. I saw my dad again. What? I just picked his staff up. You guys fell down. What are you, what are you guys talking about? Man, I think the elephant are coming for us. Right now. I had a vision. I had a vision. They know we found coming. him. They're coming. Right now. I mean, Onatar told me that a lot of stuff's about to go down. I saw Jeremy and everything. Did you kill him? No. I was like buttons. 
<laughs> you you were buttoned. I was buttoned. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Like a like on a jacket? Like no, on like, a jacket like, button? Like special buttons. I lost like, the buttons. You were like a control panel? Yes. That <laughs> was they, me. Did they press you? Yeah, that, uh, Jeremy was pushing my f- my nose in. and <laughs> Oh, Jeremy was pushing your buttons, huh? You should have uh. bit his finger. <laughs> I, I didn't have a mouth. I was just metal. Buttons. I know what it feels like <laughs> to be all tracks. <laughs> it's a little strange sometimes, but you'll get used to it. It's pretty weird, man. You get used to it. Ah, uh, look, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you guys. <laughs> Onatar told me that the whole fate of this thing between the Yelithid and us and all of Modris is gonna come down to a bunch of decisions I have to make, and I have to be the right ones, quick, split second decisions. And if I make one wrong decision, we're all dead, man. It's not going to be good. So I'm a little, I'm a little scared right now. I'm a little worried myself. But I mean, he said that I've corrected my path from when I slaughtered Orillo for slapping Clyde or whatever he did back then. And I don't know. You put having some other grim uh, thoughts though, haven't you? You know, like. I'd never carried them out. Killing some other people. Uh, I never carried you, anything out. You scare out. me sometimes. Look, you know, it's it just, sometimes you can't help those impulse thoughts. So so the world rests in your hands, huh? Modris is in your hands. That's what he said. That's what he told me. That's scary sound, I mean. You should that is hear his worry. Voice. That's worrying, I tell you what. Yeah, and I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. That's heavy stuff. Well, where should we go from here? Well, do you see or do you feel anything that that staff's supposed to? I don't know. Let me check. It's supposed to show you where that brain is or the 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 mind, the main mind center. Merlin holding this staff. It's not like the staff is like vibrating and like physically pulling you to one way. It's more like mentally, you know, you can just feel it's like you've got this like pristine sense of direction, like an internal compass. And you know exactly where this elder brain is. Guys, I can't explain it, but I, I feel like I know exactly where the brain is. Can you can you take us there? I think I can uh point us in the direction, yes. Hello, everybody. It's your Dungeon Master, Adam DeWeese here. Thank you all so much for checking out this week's episode of Halfway to Heroes. 
Got to give a special thank you to all of our current patrons. So thank you so much, Tiana H, The Lawful Stupid Podcast, Robert C, Bradley M, Brittany D, Danny T, Jason Pervat, Jeremy Fair, Lucky Strike, Weaver S, Zoltar, Bay Area Beer Socials, Danny M, Drew Rundu, John Lorber, Jim, Remus S, and Jorian Drake. If you want to get your name on this list and a whole bunch of other really cool bonus content, uh, like episodes early, uh, this one actually has been out on Patreon for about a week now. And, uh, when we do that, uh, there's never any mid rolls on Patreon. Yeah, that's our $5 and up tier that gets the early access episodes when available. Uh, I actually dropped this one early for all patrons. <laughs> If you are not yet, would you please head over to twitch.tv slash Majestic Goose Network or bit.ly slash Majestic Twitch and give us a follow there. We have a lot of really cool content that we are putting out every single week, multiple days a week on that channel. And we would love for you all to uh, stay tuned into that and follow along with us there as well. Also, joining our Discord is a huge help as we grow our Discord family there. That is bit.ly slash halfway to Discord or bit.ly slash one shot Discord. All of these links are in the episode description below also, by the way. Uh, you can also check out our merch shop at majesticgoose.com slash shop. Or you can head over to halfwaytoheroes.com and click on the shop button there. Either way, we'll take you to the same place where you can get a ton of really cool merchandise from all of our different shows on the network. If you haven't left us a five-star rating and review yet, we would very much appreciate that as well. We are trying to get to 100 of those. When we hit 100, I will be getting some kind of Halfway to Heroes tattoo somewhere. So let's try to make that happen because I'm actually really excited for that. And if you haven't purchased my one-shot yet of the first arc of this show, you can head over to DM's Guild and do that by searching for the Tournament of Tokens. You can pick it up now for, I believe it is $1.99, which is a steal, and you can run the entire first arc of this show at home with your friends. All right, everybody, uh, this was a really fun episode. I think our next one may be kind of a flashback one-shot episode before we really start to get into the final episodes of this campaign. Uh, so be on the lookout for that. And again, just thank you all so much for hanging out with us, listening, and uh following along with this show and our other shows that you follow along with it really does mean so much to us we greatly appreciate it bye everybody there's some surge at uh buzzy's shop his uh game retro game shop or whatever do they have, have squirt good old surge i don't know about squirt surge is and that squirt. like some old <laughs> Dude, you're sweating you're sweating balls on a hot day you get you a squirt what, the illithiter near? Yeah. <laughs> that was me. I'm paranoid right now, man. And somebody <laughs> oh, we already lost the orbs. I don't want to be like, yeah, we found the staff. And then they're like, ah. Nah, <laughs> fuck you. I got it. Yeah. <laughs> they fucking <laughs> zip line out. I'm being extra cautious now. <laughs> um, I'm just now thinking, what should his name be? Roboito? Roboitus. Uh, Boitus. Charles. Just Robert? Should it just be Robert? That'd be funny. What would be a funny name for this dude's well, Johnny? What's your granddad's Doug. name? Doug. 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 <laughs> I could, Doug funny. I could. A majestic goose podcast. Honk. Honk.